Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> Oh my God! What is up, everyone? What is up, everybody? Welcome in to a casual Friday edition of the. Okay. That was phenomenal. Everybody, give a round of applause for the one and only Miroslav Chuk. Mr. Miles Davis, thank you. We've got a casual Friday edition of the show for everybody. And I brought the uh, band together that first, of course, live from Serbia, uh, playing the notes for us. It's Miroslav. Dobro večer. Dobro jutro. Or what are we in? Dobrodan. Dobrodan over here. It's, it's Dobroveče. Here it's Dobrodan for you. Yes. All right. Thank you. I'm talking to my people. I'm talking to your people as well. Um, over here, look at this man live from Michael Malone's off home office. I don't know how he got <laughs> access to it. It's very rare. Harrison Wynn. Yeah. We were slamming Guinnesses last night, me and Mike. <laughs> I, love it. I love it, man. The great game drop. Uh, over here, I got Brennan Vogt. It looks like he's based in Connecticut, but he's running for governor in New Jersey. I'm actually, I'm actually in an undisclosed location in Southern California. Dude, I so. think everyone appreciates that uh, regional Eastern humor. That's right. We're, yeah. we're like, all, we're all oh man, world. we're like, that's exactly what that looks like. <laughs> zero people related to zero. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then over here, I've got Beeline Co. You guys probably know him better as Eric. Uh, does anyone really know me? Do you think? I've used that one before. You gotta. <laughs> well, then you've you need to go vary up your intro because I work organically. It, when you say something, it triggers something in my brain. You need to switch it up, otherwise I'm gonna get stuck in rut. Sounds like an excuse. I'm throwing wide open passes over here, Miroslav. But but you see this? Eric is also Corey Corey is already canceled. Yeah, Eric already canceled. We don't need him, man. Miroslav too good. I love. Do you see Miroslav? By the way, he wrote his own intro song. Now he's at the controls. He's running the controls in the comment section. Is he here. pulling up comments? I think, you know what, vote. I'm with you. I think he's a little too comfortable. Uh, <laughs> we got to change the password on the, the site. <laughs> okay. We created a monster, man. Maybe like once a month. Once a week's a lot. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, yeah the, the password is no longer Burek. Change it. <laughs> Shh, be quiet on this. Um, before we get started, we're going to have a fun show today. Later on, somebody new is going to climb a, a, a rookie is going to try to climb the steps. Should be very fun. Vote made some impossible questions, so I'm sure they won't get very far. Uh, we're also going to, this would be a fun one. We tried the tier list last week. People loved it. And by loved it, they criticized it endlessly for how we did it. We're going to try it again. We're going to put all of Tim Conley, since he's a question, every draft pick he has made for the Denver Nuggets, we're going to rank them on the list. S tier, A, B, C, D, E, F, all the way down. Uh, should be very fun. Um, but first, of course, we're going to do Serbian Corner. But before we get there, man, I, I'll tell you what. So I do Locked On NBA on Fridays. Uh, last night, I'm doing, yeah, I don't know why you're, why are you booing me? I talk about, I talked about the, well, I guess I did talk about the Celtics, so you could boo me there. Uh -huh. um, but in it, I always do a power ranking. And this last one, we did a power ranking of if you were a GM, who would you want to, like, of the number one picks, who would you have be felt best with, with getting? Brad Stevens. Well, I'm saying, no, you go <laughs> from the number one picks over the last decade. So, like, you know, you have, um, what are we pulling up here? Is this your slideshow? 
You're a slide. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to put it up. Can we, bring, can, can we uh, can, can we bring up a, like your resume and other? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. Is assuming power over this. Uh, over the love of love is just oh, hijacked. Lightningly <laughs> Don't need me. This guy. Yeah, you can go ahead and head home if you want. It's fine. Like we got Miroslav. Uh Anyway, we don't need the story. Uh, let's just get right into Serbian corner. You have a presentation ready for us, Miroslav. What do we got? Yes. Uh, well, last time we spoke, Brandon was a, a bit scared about his well-being in Serbia because I, I've put some 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 uh, sketchy points about it. So this time, to to make you feel better, I've made. Where is it? Here it is. Okay. So this this week we are talking about life-saving facts about Serbia, of course, <laughs> for non-casuals. Of course. Perfect. Also in, in Comic Sans font. Man, okay. arguably the most important of all of the lessons we will get. Life-saving facts about Serbia. Yes. I like it. Open. Yeah, this might be a little more important than last week's lesson. Eric, I need you dialed in here, okay? Don't get us killed. We, we are going gradually to more and more the, important stuff each week. The worst part, the worst part, just FYI, is that when we go to Serbia and I invariably get into a fight, it will be with Adam. <laughs> as long as it's not a 70 year old man so okay here we go let's go deep to, into the history first serbian state was formed in mid 7th century but that was so long ago there is no data on the name of their first leader so just that they were led by an unknown knez or prince so this is the first thing you you should know how old this, this is the classic state, fact yeah. that might come up in just a casual conversation at a job, the market. You know, this is something good to know. You know, somebody, somebody in the bar is like, you know, we know the name of that prince, and I'm like, no, we don't. It's fucking unknown. Next thing blows. <laughs> okay, so 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 the first thing a drunken Serbian will tell you in Kafana will be, I have a beer brewer in my hometown that's older than your America. So, you know, that, that's the stuff. So you just need to know, no, no, we know how old you are in, in what, mid-7th century. What a fun century. thing to be excited about. That's like always cracks me up. Like, our country goes back before yours. You're like, yeah. hey, you're like we, just so you know, we haven't made anything new in 2,000 years. <laughs> also, man, I'm 38. Like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, let's go on. <laughs> the oldest leaders from the 9th century whose names are known now were Vyshevslav, Radoslav, Prosigoy, and Vlastimir. At least that's what Wikipedia tells <laughs> Not a reliable Wikipedia. sword that I was taught in school. Of course. Uh, hey, also, these... I realize this is a one segment. We're doing segment one, Serbian Corner. We are now up to the ninth century. It's going to take four hours, Miroslav. Yeah. This trip, Serbia, one decade I'm, at a time. I'm going to make quick, quick jumps from now on. Let's okay, go. I do on. have a, a quick question for the professor. How is this going to save my life? Yeah, you, you'll see. You'll see. Just, okay. just stay with All me. Right. So right. Q and A is at the end. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I am now skipping a lot of mostly unknown history and fast forwarding to Stefan Nemanja, the first Veliki Župan or Grand Prefect of the Serbs who lived in the 12th century. And you can see his photo here that is, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, remade, you know, in HD. So it looks well, like he's got, uh, I'd say like six, four, six, six wingspan, probably <laughs> two guard. Yeah, I know. Plus, this is, this, this, if you look at the, uh, the, the drawing I did of uh, the basketball god, Nikola, um that's this is i used ancient religious iconography and and uh imagery to inspire me you could just easily put nicholas head right there i will say i don't think yoke can grow a beard so this is this is strange his lineage is now questioned <laughs> yeah that's right it's it's a different part of serbia okay now we're going to the most important slide so far why was uh... this guy so important because his brother's name was stefan miroslav who was a lord of Zahobin. No and, photo available. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was no photo available of him. Sorry. Okay. All right. Are we going to do this like same deep dive with like Canada at some point? for? No. <laughs> I hope so. Why, why do we love Serbia so much? <laughs> okay. One more historic slide. 
Somebody who knew how to write back then wrote Miroslavljevo Evangelie, which means Miroslav's Gospel, mm, one of the sure most important did. writings of those times, which is now under the protection of UNESCO as one of the only 120 writings of the utmost importance for the history of the civilization, and I'm not trolling, I promise. All right, Miroslav's Gospel. I, I, I need a rundown of the 120 most important writings of the uh, American civilization. I, I just need a top mm. 120. Excellent. Archie Comics, number one. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's like a sporkle of this night that you can somehow. like guess on. I don't know what they would be, but it's a, it's a good one. I like it. Okay. Now let's go even further uh, to the closer times. Famous Serbs. You should know of. Nikola Tesla, born in yes. Smiljan, in the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Invented the Tesla. In, in, no, he invented on. SpaceX. Uh, yeah. Brendan, Q&A for the end. Come on, man. <laughs> the Austro-Hungarian Empire in today's Croatia, son of Orthodox priest Milutin. Tesla made all of his success, including the three-phase three alternating current in the USA, in Colorado Springs, to be yeah. exact, ah. and is now an electric automobile. So, <laughs> thank you for that, Brenton. Mm-hmm. You stole his joke, but sure. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Mihailo Pupin, born in Idvor, near Panchevo. Mihailo yeah. Pupin? Yes. Okay. Who Go ahead. also made <laughs> in the US, making possible for the telephones to work worldwide. Before the GSM mobile network, Pupin's loading coil was the essential part of every phone call. And nowadays, it's not being used anymore. But until like 50 years ago, it was essential. I like Tyler Young commenting like this is a snake trap. Damn, y'all got a good one with Tesla. I was just about with a fire emoji. What an all-time comment. That's so good. good. Y'all got a good one with Tesla, man. Woo! (laughs) Okay, now the big one. Slobodan Tsuk, professor of electrical engineering at the California Institute of Technology, founder of Tesla Co. and inventor of world-famous Tsuk converter. He is not really related to me, but he is, you know. So (laughs) (laughs) the reason I had to bring him on here is because, yes, my last name is Tsuk, but also he is an electrical engineer like Voya, like me. So, you know, it's a connection to the DNVR and the whole Serbian corner, so we need you know, it. And- you know this is a sport, though, right? Like, you could have brought up <laughs> Djokovic or... <laughs> Listen, this Eric. is going to be a Listen, show Eric. about electric... Uh, all right, go ahead. You, you better draw this this picture right now, and I, I, will, I will see you next week if you When, when I'm getting uh, taken away by the authorities, I'm just going to yell out, Slobodan Chuk! And no <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, because you're... I'll just be like, Poopin! Poopin! Okay, one more. Novak Djokovic, born in Belgrade, the most dominant tennis player of all time, currently standing at 1,001 wins, 20 Grand Slams, 38 ATP 1,000 trophies, 87 titles in total, and 370 weeks at world's number one, 60 more than second-placed Roger Federer. Next week, how to survive in Serbia with only $2 a day, using transcendental meditation and non-intermittent fasting. <laughs> you do know what non-intermittent fasting means, you right? You eat non-stop? <laughs> no, you just don't eat at all. Oh, oh. that's actually just, what I've been uh, practicing fast. for the last two weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie to myself. I am still confused on how that's going to save my life. I, I don't <laughs> I can't fathom the circumstances. It's, yeah, <laughs> probably the type of thing that you just don't know until it happens. Yeah, that's right. I do look forward to though repeating some of these phrases and facts as my only way, my opening line conversation while I'm out there. I'm just, you guys hear about the chuke converter? Or what was it called? Yes, chuke converter. Yeah, the chuke converter. Right. Very you good. Guys, you guys are pretty proud of that? You guys pretty pretty jacked up over here about that? Yeah, no, nobody in Serbia knows about chuke converter. It's just the, the guys that are studying the power electronics at the electronic uh, faculty. Those guys will know, and nobody could else. be a conversation starter though. You of course, yeah, Eric, Eric. Good pickup lines for you. Uh, so uh, no one really knows that guy's name, huh? We just still. <laughs> Is it Very true? Has anyone figured it out yet? Or? Edition, um, of it. But in all seriousness, we'll turn it back now to Nuggets here. 
Miroslav, I am actually very curious your perspective on this news this week about Tim Conley and you know the the chance you might even say likelihood that that he departs from Denver this year and heads over to Minnesota. When you saw this news, we've kind of given our first reactions, but what what's your perspective on it and what did you think when you first saw it? First thing I thought there is no fucking way he's leaving the Nuggets. I, I thought it was just just I don't know. It's it's a good thing for him because his contract actually ran out. And it's a good thing that he hasn't second offer just just to have a bit more leverage uh, when when talking to the Cronkies because we know he is underpaid for all of these years. But then you know, when I saw some other stuff around it and and the fact that 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 Minnesota is really ready to to give him a lot of money for it, I mean, just just the fact that it wasn't, you know. Uh, turned down in in the last in like first 24 hours that that makes me think that he might even go to minnesota and talk to them face to face maybe but he he did that in washington right i imagine it's happened already i would think yeah. i mean I, I don't i don't i don't know if i can say that for certainty but i i kind of feel like these things have have already taken place I, I I wonder maybe Harrison you can you can tell me if you feel differently or heard differently but I almost feel like the ball is sort of in Denver's court at the moment just kind of a hey like what is you know what do you what, what do you think what are you guys gonna do like where are you at on this that that's kind of my understanding well it's it's interesting when you just think about the timing and, and when the report that they were actually in conversations was leaked and actually went out there because usually when we find out about stuff. It, we're the last people to find out, you know, like the, the public is the last people to, to find out about stuff that's actually going on. So, yeah, I'm with you. I feel like the offer's probably been on the table. He's probably thinking about what he wants to do now just because that report got put out there two days ago. Right. right. And thanks a lot to the state of Colorado, too snow in a historically <laughs> bad way during the time when Tim Connolly is trying to decide his future. Thank you. Appreciate that, Colorado. Really? <laughs> I don't think Tim Connolly care. Like, come on. He's from Baltimore, man. It's not exactly. I like know, him. but I'm saying like, if you look he's outside and the birds, the birds are singing and it's beautiful. And you're like, I can't leave this place versus you walk outside and you're like, what the fuck? It's snowing. Like man, I got a hard. We could spend too much time on the weather. Hard disagree. We were talking before, like the cold day that comes in sandwiched in between like three straight weeks of heat. It's great. It's like a nice cool dip okay. into a pool. Uh, oh, that's or a not, yeah. Hour. That's cool. That 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 puts you into a category of one of one. The, no, the wait, one guy that thinks. That. I am I am not alone in this. Hey, Miroslav, you tell me. You enjoy. You have like 12, 13 days of 80 degrees, and then you get the one day where it's rainy and cool. It's like, okay. yeah, you get the one day where it, where it snows feet. Oh, um, come off it, man. Snow feet. Are you standing it? Do you shovel your walks today? Come on, man. There's not feet of snow. Uh, no, there. but there's a, there's a difference between an overcast day where you get some reprieve from the sun and having an historically de uh, decimating snowstorm when a guy is trying to make a decision. If you want to stay in Colorado, I, I'm not going to be moved off of this point. I don't know if it happened to you too also when you were kids, but we used to have four real seasons in Serbia before. So you have winter, then proper spring, and then summer and, and, yeah, it's kind of and how it goes. fall. Spring, yeah, that's right. But now we go jump right from the winter to the summer in Serbia. So so we'll go from I, I don't want to translate to Well, is this some great podcast so... material, guys? <laughs> Holy shit. Can we clip this, Kale? This is what we I'll put this out on social. Do you mean clip this as in delete it? Like okay. from the episode? <laughs> clip it out. Um, all right, but to get back on track here, this the question I'm most interested in. I mean, look, I we've we shared our perspective. I think Tim Conley, to me, it would be um it things would change if he left. It doesn't necessarily mean that it would be a disaster, but I do feel like disaster becomes on the table. Like it just opens itself to disaster. Um, it opens itself maybe to an improvement. If you get somebody who's just even better somehow, those things are all possible. But my thing I'm curious is how you feel it maybe changes. And I know it's hard to put yourself in Jokic's perspective, but you know, it's been a family since he's been here. There's been very few players that have been traded. There's been almost no movement in the key pieces. How do you think it would change maybe his perspective about things to lose such a big piece? Well, I was I was kind of joking and and also not joking on Twitter when I said that it was really suspicious to me that 
everybody traveled to Sombor via commercial flight, except yeah. for Josh Conkry, who, who used his PJ to do it. <laughs> and everybody wants to go on PJ when they can, private jet. That's just uh, that's the way we speak, the, the rich people. So, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Probably a G5, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Two motors and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, the thing is, I don't know, man. I, one thing that, that Tim Connolly said in Sombor was like, I really hope we'll, we'll bring uh, the Larry O'Brien trophy to Sombor next year or, or year after that with us, not, not only these MVPs. And that really feels like a guy that wants to be there for the long haul. And then you get these kind of informations. And I don't know, man. I mean, first of all, I don't want to, to, to think about the possibility of Tim Connolly leaving because that would make Kronk is such, such cheap-ass owners that I, I just cannot believe it, it happening after all of the things that have happened. I mean, I would... I could get if they would give him a one-year extension, but not now, a year ago. You know, so he will get one, one good season with the full roster, which is more fair to uh, evaluate what he's been doing with the Nuggets. But if you would just let him go right now, that's, that's just, just stupid. Because you have no idea what he has built. You have well, no proof of concept. You're right, but at the same time, like it's there's not a referendum on whether he's done a good job or not. So I don't think it's that the Cronkies need to see. Like, hold on, let me see what he's got. This is a great offer is being presented to him. Do the the, the question to me is more: Do the Cronkies value him in that way? Because I know they value him, but do they value him in that same way that Minnesota does? And two, maybe they do, but they're just not willing to pay up. And that's the thing that I, to me, that's the big question for this. I don't think this is an issue of of. The Cronkies being like, well, we don't know if Tim's our guy. They're just like, he's our guy. I just don't know if he's worth it. Yeah. yeah. And the shitty part about it, we have like five guys they've been targeting. And Tim Connolly is by far the easiest to get. I mean, right, when, right. when you according look at the report, all of them. According yeah. to the report, yeah, there was like Presti and there was Bob Myers and Pat Riley. Guys that you just assume wouldn't leave. But why do you assume those guys wouldn't leave? Because you assume their organizations, the Warriors, Heat in particular, but I think even even Oklahoma City, but especially the Heat and Warriors, you're like you can't pry them from them. Those mm -hmm. have those are organizations with pride and with owners who care about those types of things. And so that's the part of all this that I think think is so tough. And I don't know what Nikola Jokic's mind frame is on these things, but I just again I don't think it changes necessarily how he feels about Denver in the short run. I just think that it would opens the door to him feeling different about the team before too long, if things don't go well. I mean, if if Arturas Karnishovas was still here, I would feel much better, you know. Okay, TC is going away, but we still have a guy that's been there from day one and, right. and he knows everything about it. And, you know, it's it's really unfair to 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 Calvin Booth to put him in, in such situation to, to, to have to be responsible for everything yeah. this, this summer happens. That's, that's just crazy. And maybe he does a good job, but I like the way you phrased it. It's unfair. Like it, it's like one of those things where all of a sudden Calvin doesn't get. I mean, he's put into a spot where it's like, if this thing goes south, it's your fault. <laughs> like, yeah, it's but, all your fault, even though it's not. But it, it's going to be. It's I. It, it's not like Calvin Booth is some unknown assistant GM that's going to suddenly like step into the role. I, I mean, I think in a way. I don't want to say he's been getting groomed for this because I don't think like Tim Conley ever envisioned leaving, but. He's the GM like he's he's been in a position where he's he's had a pretty like he's had responsibilities these last couple of years. Like he's not some guy that they're elevating that nobody's ever heard of or is stepping into like an entirely new role. I mean, he's been the GM for a bit here. Yeah, but a GM under a pobo that right we know makes those decisions. So he is still relatively inexperienced and it also just would be cronky M.O. We found a great guy. He's been priced out of Denver. We could go fishing for another, we know for a sure great guy, or we could take a cheap internal flyer. And that's that's not, if that sounds like a knock on Calvin, it's not meant to be, only insofar as he's already there. He hasn't done the job on his own yet. And it would just fit the way Denver does things to take that route as opposed to spending to get an unknown commodity. Yeah. Or known I mean, Arturis was a GM under Tim Connolly. When he went to Chicago, that's true. That's a good point. Was he doing point. more than Calvin Booth is? I guess we don't really know. 
but he was definitely ready to be a president when when he left here yeah yeah but he was for five years there you know from day yeah. one the thing about this all the whole Six thing years. Is, it's not necessarily about like is he better than tim or not it's that tim has done a good job everybody thinks he's done a good job other people think he's done a good job and if you lose him it's not because you didn't think he did a good job it's because you just didn't want to right. pay for good work right like, and and that's the thing so it's these other things almost don't matter uh miroslav anything else we need to know before uh for this week's lesson uh no not really not really i, I <laughs> feel you're really prefer preferred Right. Yeah, I feel great. I don't. I can't imagine what else <laughs> I would no, need like, to know. There's literally nothing I can teach you. About, oh, man, should I, we? Yeah, I feel like at a certain point, like maybe after the show, we'll just go through and each one of us will name something we now know about Serbia, and see if, as a group, if we know. And because I don't feel like I, I learned any of that. I feel like we can get pretty far. I feel like we can get pretty far with the chute converter. Like that yeah, can be a long runway. As soon as soon as I heard pooping, I was out. I could. I was. I was distracted. I couldn't. Focus on any other facts that might save my life. Miroslav, thank you so much for the education. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the laughs. Uh, we appreciate it. And until next week. See ya. See you, buddy. All right, Harrison, take us to break. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know why I get put on this one screen for these breaks, but I just. It's fun, right? Um, I get a little break. <laughs> Evoca TV, guys, if you have not been able to watch Nuggets, Abs, and Rapids games this season, Check out Evoca TV. You can log on to Evoca TV, bring up Evoca TV, go to the literal DNVR channel. Yes, we have a channel on Evoca That's TV. Right. Click it and start watching this show. You can watch all our shows. All our pre and post game shows are on there. Go to Evoca.tv slash DNVR. Watch the DNVR channel there. Just $15 a month for those first three months. Use the promo code DNVR. Uh, that gives you that discount. It's a $10 discount off your first three months. So like I said, those first three months are just $15 a month. Plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. They're not going to hike up the price on you all of a sudden. Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. They've got Altitude. they got AT&T Sportsnet. You can watch the Rockies this summer. Other national channels as well. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. At DraftKings Sportsbook, the NBA playoff action is nonstop. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. All customers, doesn't matter if you're new or existing, all customers right now can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All righty. Back here. Segment two. What was that vote? I forgot that I was like leaning in close. I forgot <laughs> my face would come back. Um, so in honor of Tim Conley, clearly his best um, work has been in the draft. When we talk about building the Nuggets, the, team, the Nuggets are a team that have been built through the draft largely. Um, and if not to draft from, you know, low level trades, meaning, oh, we'll, we'll find a guy at the end of someone else's bench that we like at the draft and we'll bring him in and develop him there. So I thought it would be fun for us to go through every draft pick he has made, every single one. And put them on our list. So, Kale, please bring up the tiered list here uh, as you get ready to fill this out for us as we go uh, as we go through them line by line. Should be a tight segment. Yeah, that graphic just triggers me, man. Like it's, it's the ultimate trigger. He's not ready. Okay, uh, he's trying to fix it. He said. <laughs> um, all right, uh, I'll pull it up. Let me find it over here. Um, we'll go back to 2014 for the very first pick of the. It, we get 2013. Some people are going to say like that trade. Here's the thing. Tim Conley, not dissimilar to this year. Tim Conley joined the team at the very last minute. There were orders from above. You're going to trade Rudy Gobert. We're going to get off this, whatever. Like, yeah, I don't count that one. He had nothing to do with it. You really have to go back to the next year, the 2014 year to get into this. And the first one we have is Gary Harris. What just happened? 
<laughs> you mean we, we don't want to slot Eric Green onto the tier chart? Oh, is Eric Green from 2013? We should start with him then. We'll do Eric Green. Eric he was on the list. The on the He's on the list, yeah. What's, what's going on? This is a disaster. This is such a nightmare. <laughs> Watching this unfold in real time, and I can hear Kale, who just screamed, and then Adam, and then both of them are Adam acting like the graphic is actually on the screen when it's it's not on the screen. <laughs> so, here, I'm just going to use, I'm going to share screen here. I have it pulled up, so I'll just do it you here. You guys do remember our first motto on this show, of course. F it. We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do, do it live. Oh, but I don't oh there we go. God, God damn it, I don't have Eric Green on here, though. <laughs> gonna make that uh, Eric Green, uh, second round pick. Second round pick's not all that valuable. Not that poor. Where was he taking uh, their win? 46. Yes. 46. So Eric the Nuggets Green- traded Gobert, or the 27th pick, I should, I should say. Um, moved back and took Eric Green. Uh, all right, Eric Green. I, it doesn't matter. I think it's tough when we get to these guys because it's like we're we're putting them. There we go. There we have our graphic. Um, Maybe zoom in a little, if possible. That is Joffrey Laverne. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> uh, Eric Green. I don't know. D. It's like he's a second round pick. It's kind of a waste. He wasn't very good, but it's a second round pick. Like forty six. Yeah, like bad. So like, what are we doing here? I'm gonna give him a D. Um, there was. <laughs> He was like a scorer. I don't know. There's we don't need to spend time on Eric Green. Let's just keep it. Eric Green, Eric Green was a player I had hoped for. Like Eric Green had like promise, and Eric Green was a scorer. He's like uh, in the Marcus Howard school of of yeah, players. Yeah, he was like, no, I know, not short, but just like a scorer, like a guy that he was like led the ACC in scoring, and like there was a guy that you thought like you always thought he could come off the bench and make a little noise. Yeah. He just never really got an opportunity. He had seventeen and seven against the Warriors in twenty fifteen. We'll get lost to memory. It will get lost to memory. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, if we go to 2014, this is where the Conley era begins in earnest. Um, and you start, of course, with Gary Harris. Um, he was the first one taken, right? Was he ahead of or behind Nurkic? He was actually. We start with Nurkic. So Nurkic yes. at 16, unconventional pick. If you recall back to the Nurkic pick, the number one thing that was known about him was that his dad beat up all those people. Do you remember? Yeah, he was a big, place? massive cop. And that he was sort of discovered not too dissimilar from Jokic and that that's is what kind of led to Nurkic's discovery is it was like, wow, this big ass seven foot cop, does he have any kids? Turns out he does yes. in basketball. So Nurkic, a very, very strange pick. And if you look at where he was picked, Adrian Payne was drafted right in front of him. Notably just passed away this year. He was shot in, in Florida. A tragic story. But he was out the league already. Doug McDermott, Alfred Payton, Noah Vonley, Nick Stauskas. That he got great value. I think this pick was very good. I'm gonna go all the way up to B. I think this was a B pick. Oh, this this was an A pick. I think this is an A pick. Yeah, I would say A. Yusuf Nurkic, he's fallen on hard times. He got injured. Um, he was the Bosnian beast, the Bosnian bear. Like this guy, guy came in, schooled Demarcus Cousins, which at the time I love, but now I look back and I realize <laughs> I was on the wrong side of history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but the he, one thing I remember from this draft is Nuggets fans hating these picks because they yes. traded down Doug from McDermott. eleven, where they took Doug McDermott for Chicago, and of course everybody in Denver like loved Doug McDermott. <laughs> you can probably guess why, but. They hated the Nurkic and Gary Harris trade. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it was just such an unknown. Like, I, they, I I was very tuned in to all things Nuggets at this point in my life. So I remember, like, vividly, I was at a uh, – I was in Colorado Springs trying to sell my dirty T-shirt wares, and I was talking to a radio station host down there, and I was like, what do we think of this pick? They're like, Nurkic? Hair, like what are these guys? We should have gotten Dougie McNuggets, Nick man. Nuggets. Dougie McNuggets. <laughs> Dougie McNuggets. Jesus Christ. That would have really played well in Endeavor. He would have definitely gotten a second contract unearned, but just because he was a fan favorite with the oh, Nick. Yes. Um, all right, Gary Harris, even better value. To me, this is where it's tough, guys. I thought Gary Harris would be an A value pick. Um, but he, but Somehow him and Nurkic in the same category. Like Gary Harris was great. He gave a lot of great years. He helped establish Dude. the culture. And he was taken, uh, you know, at 15. No, I'm sorry. Uh, 19. 19. I would put them both in A. 
I, I, was, I would feel good about that. To me, like this is not a draft pick. Like these two represent the same move. Like this was the first time we ever saw Tim Connolly trade back to get more draft picks with yeah. a lower draft pick to get two higher draft picks. And both of these guys absolutely hit. I together, like the, these two together represent some of his best draft maneuvering. And to me, it's like together, this is an S. Each one of these players is an A. But like this is this was yeah. when it was like, oh man, this guy like yeah, we're doing. I like this guy though for for a reason. This is about talent evaluation. So sure. I hear what you're saying the move combined maybe pushes it up, but we're just doing like, you know, does yeah. But they're talent? these are both great. Yes, right. these are both A's, great talents. I, I would have given Nurkic a B, but all right, we'll go with A. It sounds like you guys are there. And then lastly, in that draft second round pick, um, nothing said about him, not a word written or spoken about him until the following season. Weirdly enough, but here we go, easily an S tier. I would argue, look. You would have to convince me there has been a better pick in NBA history. It might be above S tier. If there is an if there is something above S tier, Jokic at forty one would be in that category. <laughs> this is this is he is this is the greatest draft pick in the history of the NBA. Forty at forty one to get a two time all uh, MVP of the yeah, league yeah. at forty one. Absolutely, absolutely. You have to go all the way back to when they're like Spencer Haywood was taken in the sixth round. You're like, what pick was he? Uh, ninth. one and a half picks like hold on a second yeah yeah. the only pick that probably rivals it is Giannis and it's 13 it was it was late lottery but just because it was such an off the board pick at the time too yeah Yeah. I mean I don't know if like the Cavs or the Bulls regret drafting LeBron or Michael Jordan either just throwing that out there but I I do know pound for pound I understand what oh but yeah we're talking we're talking draft pick and and again number one was easy when you yeah. look, yeah, of course, like that, that's a no brainer. The, the, the totality of this draft of that season, these three players that Tim Connolly came away with, uh, it represent like this is mastery. Sure, it, it's, it's also funny, and it's a lesson in how you really don't know how to evaluate, especially like coaches and GMs early on. And so many teams just in the Nuggets did this for 20 years, where it was like a new coach every year, a new GM mm-hmm. every two years. And this is his first draft, he gets Nurkic. Gary Harris and Jokic. The everything's already in motion. We just didn't know it at the time. And we actually wouldn't know it for years to come. But if you just go to there, you can see a through line to what the Nuggets became. It's just and it's so incredible. And I'm so glad he didn't get fired in 2015 or 16 when the team was still bad, which is they were. Um, all right, next year we get into Emmanuel Moutier. It's oh, funny because he was the guy that was the face of the organization. I like this was the guy they they did the campaign around. If you remember him looking over the city, I'm gonna sound incendiary. I think this is an F pick. I think the Moutier pick kind of set Denver. It almost like sent them in the wrong direction for a while. He was that bad of a player. It's tough because you didn't know better. He was in China, this or that. But I honestly think if you just don't draft anyone that year, you might be in a better spot than you are that the fact that you drafted. Yeah. I don't see how it could be anything but Neff. I mean, he was a bust. He was a terrible, terrible pick, terrible player. The he only argument for he was... E is that other teams probably would have taken him. Like, it's not like Denver was like, mm-hmm. let's let's reach 10 picks for this guy. I'm, yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying it worked out. But, like, the result was an F for sure. Yeah. Uh, he was he was a, ne- a member of the all-rookie team, was he not? Uh, yeah. I mean, the Better only team. the only saving grace on the Moody pick is if you look at the guys drafted – very close to him like this was a very mediocre draft in like the after the first pick and so Devin, Booker, Devin Booker is the guy that stands out because he was taken yeah. 13th and he was yeah. coming off the bench for Kentucky um but and it's funny man like don't you think Devin Booker is a total Tim Conley pick well Devin, the Nuggets like Devin Booker Cooper? is the funniest part but if you just look at the guys picked around Moody Mario Hazonia fifth Willie Car- right. Carly Stein sixth Stanley Johnson eighth Frank Kaminsky exactly. ninth Justice Winslow tenth exactly yeah. and then you just a bad year over Jalil Okafor and Chris Tapp Sporzingas yeah. which aren't exactly like incredible players. The, the other thing is that Emmanuel Moody fell to the Denver Nuggets like this when we right. got him I was Can like hell yeah e? should we move yeah, that's, up to E yes I, think I, he's I, e. I I'm saying like, and we also got, we also got like a, we got one good year out of him. Like he total bust, but uh, you know, like. What year did we get that was good out of him? 
didn't he was a member of the all rookie team, wasn't he? See, but this is the thing about the all rookie thing is that, that was Michael Carter a lot of minutes. He They're like, hey, he averaged 14 minutes a game. So yes, yeah, but he, he, but he got it, but he had it, he had a good year that was not just evaluated by people that were in the Denver Nuggets organization. Like league wide, people were like, okay, that that's how you get voted to an all rookie team. Like, that's that's revisionist history, but it doesn't matter. We're not gonna sit here and litigate it. No, it, that's not <laughs> yes, it is too. There was no like hype around Moutier as like this like budding superstar at that time. It was man, he makes some really can't finish at the rim. Turns well, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm simply making the argument that it's not a complete F. It's just an E. It's an E. <laughs> um, like we're going over, you also got Radicevich in this draft. Is that right? Yeah, Radicevich. Um, second round pick. This is another flyer. Is that who that is? That is Radicevich, right? Yeah. Um, I this is this is like th- I'm going to put this as a D again because once again it's just a second round pick that didn't matter and it turned out to be nothing. So to me, it's not. It's a bad pick, but it's not. It, it just costs money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second round picks are like, what, like, what do you, what do you want? He he also got hurt shortly after this, and I'm yeah. not saying it affected his career, but it is like when you're already a second round sort of like, hey, we'll see if this works out, and then you get hurt. It's like, okay, he's probably not going to develop the way he was. So I mean, not going to lie, I I was a Radicevich guy in in 2015. <laughs> Weren't we all? Yeah, I was a big Radicevich guy. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, up next, you get Jamal Murray at seven. Vote, what do you think? Um, since we're going Jokic above S, I'm going to put Jamal S. We can't go Jokic above S. He's got to be S. I mean, Okay, then I'm putting Jamal A. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, Jamal and, Nur- and Nurkic in the same tier is fucking blessed. I've tried to say something. I tried to say something. I agree. I agree. Um, first it just, means you're, it just means you're wrong about this. It just means you're wrong that he's in an A. He's no, an a. I think I think relative. I mean, Nurkic and Gary Harris are both taken outside the top ten. Like, outside the lottery. Worry was seventh. Like, I, yeah. I think relatively, I, I think they're all A's. I can be on board with that. I can be on board with that. It, it, it could even is be an S. S. He's yeah, an absolute S. S. This is going to be a foundational player for the Denver Nuggets for years to come. So Murray and, and Jokic are S tier, huh? I, yeah. Those are I'm, great I'm good draft picks. You, do you they're have they're the same mode? tier of draft pick? I, I, S tier is like the highest tier. That's we like gave ourselves six, seven right. tiers. Like, let's but use them. They, they could not ta- have taken a better player at seven than Jamal Murray in that draft. That's the best they could have done if yep. you look okay. at that draft. All right, all right. They couldn't have made a better pick. Somebody says there's no E tier, which I do feel would make this a lot easier. Because that is a fact, have... actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you should just, just delete the E tier, Kale, and just make that move the F tier up, and then we'll oh, just yeah. have that. And oh, he's doing it live too. Comfortably up. Oh, oh, you got. Yep, that's it. There you go. Um, we also forgot Joffrey Laverne, so we can go ahead and do Joffrey now. Um, another second round pick, flyer. He came in and gave some minutes. I would actually make him a C. Because yeah. again, second round picks don't really matter, and he actually played, so he was decent too. Joffrey yeah. Joffrey Laverne was a solid player. He was he's a solid player. I'll say C. I mean, he was he didn't really have a career afterwards, but, but I, he was a five. Like again, it doesn't matter. And he, unlike Green and Radicevich, he actually played for the Nuggets. Um, so I'll yeah, I mean, a... honestly, you can make an argument for B, but I won't make that argument. You honestly could make it because again, if you get a second rounder that just does anything, like anything, he was taken fifty fifth overall, and like was the Nuggets third big for an entire season. They weren't that good that season. Yeah, let's keep but... him C though. Let's keep him C. <laughs> uh in the same Jamal Murray draft, you then pick up Juancho Hernan Gomez. C. C, I'd say. I'd say really? even given even factoring in where he was taken? He was taken fifteenth. In a very bad draft, but still. So right around him you have Thon Maker, you have Jakob Pertle, Torian Prince. Georgia Papagiannis, which is like the epics of F tiers. <laughs> Denzel Valentine, um, you know, not exactly a ton of great. Gershon Yabusele, Yabusele, yeah. There's a couple of tough ones late in the first. Siakam at 27, Dejounte Murray at 29. Yeah, so there were. And you had two chances to get one of those guys, really. You're right. It's C. It's C tier. I love my guy Wancho. He did play a lot of minutes. Gave us some good ones, but yeah, and he was a he was a, an absolute favorite. I mean, it, it hasn't like really gone well for Wancho since uh, he's moved on from Denver. But had they not been in a situation where they had to pay him, and so they had to move off of it, like he, I still think he would been a a like he'd be in the running for senior Nugget. <laughs> Malik Malik Beasley. 
Mr. Nugget Senior. <laughs> I, I would give Beasley a B. I honestly think the problem with Beasley is that they didn't same handle thing. him properly as an asset. Like I, he's yeah. same thing. As, same thing as Wancho. Yeah. Same same issue. No, well, yeah, well Wancho's not as good as Beasley. He's yeah, not, but player. definitely. So, but I, agree. yeah, B. I agree. Nineteenth yeah. overall. I mean, that's pretty much what they're picking at this year. You know? Yeah. Um. Who's next on the list? There, Wind. Uh, we've got Peter Cornelie. <laughs> second also round taken in this draft. Second round pick still playing for the Nuggets as of at portions of this season. Again, second round pick, you can't get a bit too mad. He's like Joffrey Laverne. Maybe a slightly see. less than Joffrey Laverne. No, he's yes. definitely less than Joffrey. He's deep. definitely he's less deep. than Joffrey. Yeah. 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 The thing is, these things cost nothing. It's just weird to me. But all right, we'll put him there. It's fine. Uh, let's go into the next year. We got a rough one coming up, guys. <laughs> Tyler Lydon. Oh, that, no, bring no, back no, the no, no, bring no, no, the no, no, e, bring the e back, dude. This is the biggest f there is. It's, it's an f, man. It's a no question barred f. This is the biggest black mark on uh, Jokic's. Uh, I'm sorry, on Tim Conley uh, resume. Um, you also do get a couple players in that draft. There, you get Vlaco Chanchar, who's still here. He's probably a C to me. He's like Wancho. I mean, he's he's given something to the Nuggets. He's uh, yeah. I mean, I ugh. he's just not. Yeah. He's not. Good enough, but he's like he's borderline B to me. Like he's, uh, I, I really think C. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine 49th with pick, that. and he actually played for the team and has had a, an important role. Like, albeit a very small one, but I do think that he's been like brought value to the Nuggets over the last two seasons. So, Definitely. agreed. Um, Monte Morris, A, oh, A, yep. A. This yep. really could be S, to be honest. Honestly, though. could be S. How many guys are you getting at 51 that end up starting for you for an entire season? Um, because we put Jamal Murray S, it's thrown this whole thing off. But all right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say A. If it's easy A. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the guys taken after Monte Morris, I don't know if any of them even like played a game in the NBA. And even <laughs> even the guys taken a couple picks before him, um, yeah. that was an incredible draft. Pick. So here's a crazy stat for you. Of course, for win shares, I know that's not perfect, but it does show you how much they've contributed. Monte Morris is sixth in that draft behind Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum, Jared Allen, Donovan Mitchell, and John Collins. So wow. he passed up. Think about how many guys he passed up. Yeah. And if you sort by VORP, he's 10th. <laughs> that's crazy. How, how does he compare to love VORP, dude? Yeah. How does he compare to Bob Cousy? No, the, the thing is that uh, if you, the draft pick of Monte Morris was so good that I used it frequently to refute the draft, the Tyler Lydon draft. Right. I just started to refer to yeah. it as the Monte Morris draft. And so it's then so it was true. like, I'm telling you, man, if you drafted Monte Morris at even at 13, instead of Donovan yes. Mitchell, people would be like, well, they missed out on Mitchell. They'd be like, yeah, but they got the fifth best player or sixth best player in that draft at 13, at 13, which is where they originally were. So to me, it is context, whatever. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Ooh boy. Michael Porter Ooh. Jr. famously said when he was picked, he wants to be the greatest draft pick that franchise has ever made. Do we have a TBD category? Yeah, I know, right? Like I don't feel comfortable making this determination. I would probably say B. It's yeah. B or A for me, to be honest. Here's a, yeah, Honestly, here's... it's S, A, or D, F, depending <laughs> on what happens. <laughs> I, I think so that, you're right. I, I like B for wind right now. Like I would say A at the time of the pick, but this the the thing you freak out about when you take the pick has reared its head and he's currently not playing. I mean, right? Like, but they also got they also for like a, a several month window there. You're like. Holy shit! They got this guy at fourteen. Like we have yeah. seen the S and the F of this pick yeah. already. Yeah. And, and the guy taken ahead. right before him is out of the league too. It honestly yeah. might be an S pick. It might be an F pick. Maybe. The thing about the guy at the top, Harrison, <laughs> is he doesn't have a max contract. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but this this, but is, this that, pick... is that what we're factoring? No, in no here? you can't. Yeah. You just no. have to go on the on. Yeah. But th consider this: this pick was passed up twice by the Clippers, and it resulted in Doc Rivers getting fired. Like the <laughs> fact that they, the fact that the team did not pick Michael Porter Jr. became such a blight. Yeah, on that a story. Yeah. Yes, and then he immediately got the. the thing and then we he all immediately got hurt. Right. Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it, you listen. I, it, the story is it, not complete. The TBD. It's TBD. It's complicated. Yeah. All right. Next up, Jared Vanderbilt. 
I'm, you guys are going to be laughing at this one. I'm going to go B. He's yeah, I agree. so late, and now he's a starter on a playoff team. Like, it didn't work out for Denver. You know, Denver, I don't think, managed him as well. But to me, you find a guy that starts for a playoff team in the second round like that, like, that's a great pick. We just didn't see it in Denver, yeah. the fruits of it in Denver. I agree. I, I think you could go to A even, but, yeah, definitely A or B. You have to separate in this exercise taking Jared Vanderbilt versus – what happened in Denver after that? Did they right. do a great job with Vanderbilt as an asset? No. Does that change the value of the draft pick uh, in a vacuum? No. Look at the symmetry of this graphic so far. Um, now, I'll throw this one to you, Vote. Thomas Welsh. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think it's objectively... Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tyler Lydon was taken in the first round. So we yeah. got to put Tom Welsh in D. Uh, yeah. D he never the, played. He's that's not the second rounders that didn't play round, basically. Yeah, basically, and that's exactly yeah. what he is. He was a really, really late draft pick. And as Wynn said, like this is where you take you like this is where they found Monte, you know, this stage in the draft, and that's an A plus. This is more par for the course. You take a flyer on a guy and we never hear from him again. Um you also, so I think D. Jokic famously liked Thomas Welsh, so he gets the yoke stamp of approval. Um, even though he wasn't that good. Uh, yeah. All right, Bull Bull with the 44th pick. Ooh, Eric. Uh, I'm going to go. This is tough because the Nuggets didn't even have a pick. They bought this pick. Um, and, I mean, he should be an F. God. Uh, he, I mean, he was such a disaster. He gave us also some of the warmest memories I've ever had watching basketball. Watching Bull Bull go off in the game where he, I think he was starting at point guard in the bubble um, was some of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm going to give him a D I, I think he's a D I mean, he, obviously like it's completely fallen apart with him because his attitude is terrible, but um, I don't think it was a terrible pick all things considered. <clears throat> the one thing I'll say about bowl bowl is like, if he was Tom Welsh, he just would have gotten cut. The fact that he had this like tantalizing upside got him a contract that ended up killing Denver. And the same with Michael Porter, like the risks, including your own decisional risks that are associated with taking a player like that. <clears throat> into this one. But that being said, I still give it a D. It was a second rounder. It did cost Denver that second contract. I would mm -hmm. also say maybe this is fair, unfair. You know, we know Bull to, to some extent in a professional capacity. I think these are things that could have been picked up on doing some background and doing interviews with mm. Bull and in fact why he was available so late even yeah. more so than that foot injury so well I think it, it was definitely picked up on but <laughs> you know. I know I, yeah. it's, and it's one of the things that I think the Conley era you probably can learn is it's not just like I'm sure they knew it was a risk like oh Bull Bull is a, a yeah. risk whatever but I think you almost underestimate your own decision risk risk making Right. Like if Paul Bowl every team together, together yeah. for four months, his rookie season, you give him a second contract, you shoot yourself in the foot. I I think every team in the league looks at guys like Bull that have some question marks or red flags on their like off the court stuff and goes, Let's get him into our building, let's get him into right. our culture, and right. we can we we can make good here. Every team thinks that way. Right. And then the happy and, birthday video happened, and everyone's uh, like, Oh man. It's funny, but this, 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 the bull bull pick really represents like kind of what you're saying, just like the willingness of Tim Connolly in the front office to sort of gamble on upside and the bat, if it doesn't work out, it's the D tier. If it does work out, that is Malik Beasley. That is Michael Porter Jr. That is Jan Jared Vanderbilt. All three of those guys were injured at some point in their uh, collegiate careers or high school careers and um, were you know, had big red flags around them. They were, they fell in the draft because of that. And then Tim Connolly has never been shy about being like, okay, well, you know, this is, I, we've got long-term vision here. So these guys are supremely talented. He always takes flyers on talent, which I really appreciate. Zeke Naji is up next. Um, it, he's another one that's like a big time TBD, but I still look at Zeke Naji and I'm like, I think he's a good pick. I think that's a B pick to me. Um, you know, given where he was drafted at, but it's it's more TBD than anything. But I'll go B. Yeah, yeah, definitely TBD. Um, I'd say B. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he shoots the ball well. Like he's not Wancho, I don't think. So yeah, guys that were taken, yeah, guys that were taken ahead of him. You've got Kara Lewis Jr. Um, 
it's it, it, it's still yeah. such a fresh pick that it's, it's yeah, really tough to tell even though it, and he's got, and he got injured. Grades right after the pick is made but he, even you know two years in it's still too early would you guys be more surprised if he's in minnesota's rotation or making videos with adam sandler like I think he's a, what? I think he's in Minnesota's rotation. I'm saying he's a Beasley or a Vanderbilt, not a Wancho. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I agree. He's yeah. he's in the B. Yeah. And then Bones Highland, Eric. A. a, with a chance to go. Oh, you think it's more likely? Because again, the the more recent the pick, the more we don't it has movement to it. Do you yes. feel like it's more likely to be an S tier or an F tier, uh, a B tier by the end of next season? I think it's just likely to always be an A pick. Like, I just think that he is, you know, I, it just to me, it's like he he's the right guy, the right time, the right temperament, the right person, the right skill set. Like, it was, and it, frankly, like nobody really saw it coming. Harrison was, was, was in on Bones. Um, yep. And, but it was like, you know, it was like kind of, yeah. you know, it, just this guy that, could shoot from deep. Uh, none of us really saw a fit for him in Denver. It didn't really make sense, but you just get a guy like that in like a, a Hooper real Hoopers. know. but it, you could just see like what bringing a guy like that into a team setting can mean for the team. Like, and that, I mean, that, that takes vision that takes the ability to, to not just follow the draft board and listen to, you know, what, what, what is the position of need, blah, blah, blah. All the things that you're like supposedly looking for when you're drafting players and evaluating them, like bones Highland didn't match any of that. And Tim Conley went for him anyway. Cause he's just like awesome. And a, um, the last one we actually skipped over, people reminded us, uh, RJ Hampton. So we can yep. do RJ Hampton as well. Here's what's funny about the RJ Hampton pick. Orlando R.J. Hampton kind of sucks. Denver R.J. Hampton was interesting. And I honestly wonder when we talk about the draft, I honestly wonder how much of it is the pick and the identification and how much of it is the system and development. Um, I think R.J. Hampton is better than what he showed in Orlando, but he's probably worse than what we thought when he was in Denver. He had a pretty interesting year this year. Got up to 35% from three. Play I would give him a, a C because he cost. Remember, they they he cost a first round pick to get right, but then right. he also functions as your first round pick in acquiring Aaron Gordon. And I know right. we're just looking at the pick, but this isn't such a short window. You draft a guy, develop him to some extent, get him on the court, and he looks good enough that he fetches you a desirable piece. I mean, like that's a good outcome for a late first round pick. But then you have to factor in that he cost an additional one. Yeah. See when I when I do the fake math on that, I suppose. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with it too. I think that sounds about right. So looking at this, here's what's interesting: two S tier. Like I don't know how many teams would have S tier picks. Two of them over the last seven years. You know, if you get a couple number one picks and you nail them, like you can look at Boston, Jalen Green, uh, and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum probably an A pick, especially when you consider it was third. Are an S tier pick. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. Jalen, Jalen, who says you? <laughs> Jalen Brown. I think you look at and go, could be S tier, could be A tier. It's one of those two, though. It's really high up there. Um, so I don't know. There's there's maybe a few teams out there, but I don't think there's very many that have two that you would say S tier. And I definitely don't think there's going to yeah. be six that are S. Definitely, definitely not the Phoenix Suns. They don't have two that are S tier. <laughs> I love that. I feel good about. I, I gotta say, just one that's the last team. time we one. we did this. Like looking at the total picture, like, like yeah, I, I would tweet that out. I would stand behind this one. Well, and then the thing is, when you go down to the DNF <laughs> tier, you've got Moody and Leiden. Obviously, big mistakes. But then the rest of it is just second round picks that are like whatever. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Like the, you miss on those. Like every GM, I saw. Like I see Mo uh, Mo Ron. Nice, nice name. Uh, oh yeah is is like sort of pointing out all the misses in each draft and like you can do this with every gm yeah, you will find a row of d's that could have been a monte right and and denver was also the team that found their montes and, and so on right yeah, but exactly. to look at all these draft picks and to really only have two that were bona fide busts two out of all of these like yeah. that's pretty incredible of a draft record to have this many S's, this many A's, this many B's, and only two yeah. guys that you can definitively call busts is, is pretty impressive. I, I think the other part of this, too, is that B tier, like it's a bunch of players that might move up. I mean, Michael Porter yeah. really well might be an A. You know, Bleak Beasley 
is a really good player for a team that got a big contract. Like he actually is an A, just wasn't an A for Denver. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, Zeke Naji, a little bit TBD on Zeke, but that tier is the one that's more likely to move up than down to me. And this is a great comment from five 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 ish. Who says, you know, like you got to consider where these picks came to. I mean, obviously that's the context in how we graded this, but when you just think of the totality of like, okay, you look at this board, here's everything he's gotten. This is not a guy who had a luxury of dipping into top seven picks over and over again. And I think you look at the final result and I mean, look, we we can talk about this all day, but a division rival just like, you know, labeled him a top five exec. And this is a big, big part of the reason why. Yeah. I think my board looks with Murray in the A tier, Nurkic in the B tier, but, you know, it's each their own. Let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to have Jacob McQueen join us and try to climb the most impossible steps you can imagine. Uh, my bad. Curated. So good luck, Jacob. You're my about bad. to fail. Guys, make sure to pick up some Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brew is the official beer of DNVR. They've got seltzers now. They've had them for a while. If you haven't tried one, what are you doing? You're late. What are you doing? Uh, Check out the Breck Brew seltzers. I would recommend the peach. I think it's the best flavor. We've got them in the bar. If you're in the area, stop in corner of Colfax in York. We got Breck Brew seltzers chilling. If you're not in the area, that's okay. Uh, Find some Breck Brew wherever you are. Hit up the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. It will tell you where to get Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR, wherever you are. Uh, so make sure to check out some Breck Brew seltzers ASAP uh, as soon as possible. Also, at Lightshade Dispensary right now, guys can pick up uh, some Ripple. Ripple is a fast-acting dissolvable, clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy. Ripple starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so you can depend on a consistent experience every single time. With Ripple Dissolvables, you can make anything edible or any, anything inedible, flavorless, dissolvable powders. Uh, Ripple Quick Sticks are also the most convenient way to get the fastest THC. Just pour it on your tongue. Colorado's premier dispensary light shade with 11 convenient Denver, Metro, and Aurora locations. That's where you can find Ripple. The Barnum location, one block off 6th and Federal, is now open as well. You guys, drop the code DNVR. You're going to get 25% off non-sale items with that code. Use the code DNVR. Get 25% off non-sale items. You can shop online or you can pick up at a Lightshade location near you. All righty, perfect. Let's now welcome in our next victim. I mean, guest to attempt to climb the steps. We have Jacob here. Jacob, you got to turn your camera. Did he Did he check out? Oh, my no, God. No, I'm here. I'm, I'm at work. Go. I can't turn on my camera. <laughs> respect that. We respect right. that, Jacob. We respect that. All right, if that's what it takes. I don't want to uh, see your reaction when you hear question six anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I looked up 30 uh, Denver Nuggets trivia questions, but now I'm not too confident. <laughs> Did you like yeah. Vote, vote, vote didn't look up any when he wrote these. These, these, are, <laughs> these are out of pocket. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. All right, vote. go ahead. Take uh, take him through the, the gauntlet. Get it? What are we doing? Yes, yeah, gauntlet. Uh, the Get steps, the gauntlet. even, right? I'd say it's oh, a okay. gauntlet. I would call it the steps. Um, okay, I've got a nice and easy one for you to get you started here, brother. Okay. The people want to know which which Denver Nugget just won just won back to back MVP awards. <laughs> not a Nikola Jokic. That is correct. Oh, very good. Oh, so very well dude, lost on that. Do, one. do we not have the stressful music? What what are, what are the steps without the music? What is this? Kale, where where did it go? What happened to our that that software? I think I still pay for. All right, here we go. Question number two. Yeah, Kale doesn't have a mic here. So, uh, question number two. This one gets a lot harder for no reason, but you might not. this music? Where is I Michael tried Malone some. From? It didn't work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Jacob, Do you need the city my... or just the state? Just the city, so I know you know, brother. The city? Oh. Um... Well, just you can just do the state if you want. It's the city. You're gonna He's get from it. New York, right? That is correct. He's from New York. No, let's go. Let's go. Let's move along. Who were the two two-way players on the roster at the end of the season? Uh, Devon Reed and uh, Marcus Howard. That is correct. Let's go. Technically, the correct answer is uh, Marcus Howard, but we'll accept it. (laughs) My man's plowing through these steps. Jacob, question number four. Uh, Which Denver Nugget had an arena named after them this season? 
uh, Facundo Capazzo. That's a guy. That's a great one. Thank you for using the proper name. Uh, is this we... for um, sticker packs? How does this work? Yeah, sticker pack right here. Yeah, all right. Do you still have a sticker pack, Eric? Uh, not one that I, we can sell, so we'll send it to him uh, uh, on the sly. I don't <laughs> tell anybody that we're sending it to Well, if you get to 10, you'll get a shirt. Let's go to question five. Let's see how closely you're paying attention today. Um, name one of the two, or two if you have them both, hosts of Serbian Corner on the DNVR Nuggets podcast channel. Oh, Miroslav. That's enough. That's enough. That's <laughs> Boya, Boya gets that. no play on this show. Like, you yeah. better show up if you want to be answered I mean, as a question on this show. Boya's a Celtics fan, so okay. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, question. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Question oh, number six. Really? What team did Faku Compasso play for in Europe before coming to the Denver Nuggets? Uh, <laughs> I don't know any of those international teams. Um, Madrid. Holy shit! Yeah, he he lands the helmet. Let's go! He's from Real Madrid. Real Madrid. They're giving him credit for Madrid. I mean, yeah. that, that yeah. counts. That counts. I mean, come on. What's the other Madrid? I, like, okay. Uh, Fake Madrid. I guess. All right. Question number seven. What was Nikola Jokic in season high in assists this past season? Oh man. Yes, eighteen. <laughs> That is incorrect. Get us out of here. What? We knew that there was no chance that any human being was good. That came up with the pre-amble uh, to the show where we were kind of going through the questions. Show. All of us got it wrong. Pre-show uh, no, meeting. No, no one was right. <laughs> so good job, both, because we really don't want to have to give away free shirts. Yeah, so, very man. good no, job. I got you. I, I understand this assignment. Every, no they, just, just know that nobody stores like an arbitrary number in their head about a thing a guy did one time this season. Well, <laughs> just for the future thing reference. about numbers, Eric, is you can at least guess. So. That is true. That is a great point. Wow. Ahead. The thing about anything is you can just guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for this train wreck of a casual Friday. It's the most casual Wales right from the get-go. Um, we promise to be better. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy your snow day, and we will be back again on Monday. We're starting a new series next Monday, so we should have some some new shows that really get us ready for the draft, free agency, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Excited about it. Harrison's mm-hmm. put in some legwork, uh, so we'll be back next week. Get some rest in, everybody. Let's go.